Give yourself a relaxation ritual at night. And I know you're getting better at that, too, because you're getting yourself into bed earlier. earlier yep. Reruns invited. So. The Beagle, yes. <laughs> the Beagle's coming in. Not rerun from what's happening. <laughs> Although, Although he is invited. Yeah, yeah no, he's invited. He's, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know how much room we have for him, but he's invited. <laughs> And hello again. This is Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian, and we are so happy to be here with you. I am a mental health counselor. I am Courtney Kelly Bedard, and I am with Brian Mulhern, who, who is riddled with problems, <laughs> who loves therapy and dabbles from time to time and has learned a lot from the therapeutic process. And I can really appreciate that, Brian. I think that you were probably a very good client because you always did your homework. That's right, because I have OCD, and that's why I'm in there. <laughs> I can't not do what right. I'm assigned. And that's pretty wild because a lot of my clients don't do Even with the OCD, huh? (laughs) How come it's cured when I give you an assignment, but (laughs) it doesn't work anywhere else? So we're going to talk about one of the reasons probably why you do your homework. You have to click it off your list of things to do, which is one of the things that people who have what they call the hurry sickness do. Okay, so we're going to explain this a little bit more and see if this is something that you're dealing with or maybe somebody in your life is dealing with or maybe it's driving you crazy because somebody else in your life is dealing with it. Oh, I've got the sickness, Courtney. Yeah, this used to be associated, of course, with type A personality, people who are kind of perfectionistic, they're highly driven, they're competitive, Brian, knock, 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 hello. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe you were praised for it, or maybe this is something that helped you to decrease your anxiety because you're always constantly getting things done. However, you can get into this loop where that's what they're calling it, the hurry sickness, people who cannot stop treating life as a race. They have to get things done really fast, almost impossible for them to do one task at a time. They get very irritable when they encounter a delay, which could be from other people around. So these are the kind of things that used to be associated with type A personality, but now it's kind of broader of this hurry sickness that a lot of us get. And I think a lot of us get too in this society because we're praised for being busy and getting a lot done. Well, I think this is almost the evil stepchild of the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago, which is about the workaholics. Mm -hmm. I think these two things are tied in together and I am very guilty of the workaholic thing. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, because I'm all about work, work, work. I want to get through each task as quickly as possible before the next one pops up. Mm -hmm. And more so than getting praised for it, I think it's the panic of that. And it Mm -hmm. also plays into my OCD as well. I was just having a conversation with my wife about this, who, by the way, is decidedly (laughs) not this way. Does she have the unhurry sickness? (laughs) She is the exact opposite. I don't know. I mean, I guess they say opposites attract. Sometimes, though, I don't know how this works out. She's going to hate that I'm talking about this this, but I literally not only have to stay on top of my stuff, I have to stay on top of her stuff to the extent that I do all of our bills. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it tonight as we tape. And in addition to my bills, I have her quote unquote list where I have to double check with her and say, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this thing? And some of the things on this list have been there Mm -hmm. for going on 14 years. And I'm not just talking about little things. For example, there is a medical procedure you're supposed to have when you're 50 years old. Mm -hmm. She's about to turn 52 and she hasn't had it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. This is a preventative measure that everybody needs to have. You can't keep putting this off. And the constant battle that I have with her, and again, I'm on the other extreme, Mm -hmm. but what I tell her is, you have this list of all of these things, you're overwhelmed by it, so you're so afraid to even tackle it because you don't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem, you say, "Ah, I can do it tomorrow, but you know what? Tomorrow, four more things could pop up. And to 
me, it's all about staying ahead of those four things. Mm. Even walking in here today, Courtney, I had a knot in my stomach. We do commercial production for a radio station, and I knew that some was coming. And I had like six, seven pieces of it in addition to the show that we had to do. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was going to take me a ton of time. This is why I want to stay ahead, because... A nuclear bomb can go off tomorrow with even more tasks. And if you start to fall behind, you right. feel like you're overwhelmed and you can't do any of them. Where do we <laughs> get with that? Trying, I'm not trying to laugh at you, Brian, but here's no, one thing fine. I want to reframe. With your wife, with Carla, I noticed how you said that she has to do or that you have to get her to do. What is the correct language for that, really? Do the you correct have language to have her do it? Well, the thing is... <laughs> is it your responsibility? It's not necessarily my responsibility, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't get done, for example, the medical procedure... Mm-hmm that she hasn't had for two years. Mm -hmm. It's my responsibility because if she had this procedure a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and they caught something that could have turned into cancer two years later, now if she has it, yeah, I do have a lot invested in that. You have a lot invested, but is it your responsibility to take care of her It's not my responsibility, but the aftermath of what could happen. You love to butt me. Well, no, the thing is, (laughs) if she passes away from cancer and I didn't stay on top of her, I would be riddled with Mm -hmm. guilt on top of that. So in some ways, I'm almost protecting myself, saying, well, I did everything that I could right. so I can avoid that guilt but later on. That would be one of the things. The thing is, you two are very opposite because she's more like, OK, I'll get to it. And I get that. There can be a lot of issues with that. But you're so on top of it that I'm sure that gets maybe annoying to her. Oh, it's <laughs> to very like, Leave annoying. Me alone. And maybe she's a little oppositional being like, I'm not doing certain things. And I admit that neither on one is right. Both of them are problems. Well, that's why I'm just challenging that, because I think it's your anxiety that's running that. She can wait five years. I mean, I get it. There's consequences. It's kind of like with my husband. He drinks and he smokes, but I'm not going to be on top of him every day. But we know, obviously, what can be consequences of that. But finally, I had to make peace with it and be like, he knows what the consequences are. I can gently nudge him here and there. But if I stay on top of him, that's just going to make me crazy and him crazy because he has to ultimately decide. So I had to let that go. No, it's a pick your battles thing. Exactly. But by the same token, I'll give you another perfect example mm -hmm. of this. We wanted to do a refi on the house because the rates were really, really low. Mm -hmm. And I kept needing to get the paperwork from her before I could proceed. And she kept putting it off as I'm watching the interest rate climb and climb and climb to the extent that eventually I was like, well, there's no sense in doing this now. But had we done it then, we could have saved all of this money. And then at one point after that, she lost her job on top of it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, (laughs) because it's playing into every single issue that I have. So then when the next thing comes along Mm -hmm. and I run into it again, then I'm like, look, you've already done this with the medical procedure. Mm. You've screwed us out of a refi because you wouldn't do this. So it only ramps me up that much more. And I know how unhealthy it is. Don't get me wrong. But in some ways, it's really hard to get control of that beast. Of course. And think about that. The struggle that she has is the same struggle that you have. You're just on opposite ends of the coin. So sometimes we have to say, okay, I have to surrender. What is that? Serenity now! I have to surrender and say... Serenity now and sanity later. Though, remember, you keep pushing it down. (laughs) I'm going to just say, ah, but it is true. That's why I just wanted to point that out because a lot of times we are so focused on what other people are doing or not doing according to what we believe that they should or should not do and all these other consequences that may or may not happen. So there's all these things, but yet we're pushing, pushing, pushing. And what's the consequence of that? Because Mm -hmm. the only thing you have control over is the fact of you saying, hey, wait a minute, let me pull back.
back the reins here. Am I jumping on this too much? Do I need to take it back and just concentrate on what I can do for me and for whatever situation? Take a break. And that's one of the things with the hurry sickness that they're talking about is trying to find that balance because this can actually be hurtful to you. This can run your immune system down. It totally is. All the anxiety and that chronic stress is not good for your system. And it makes you not sleep well. Your energy is up and down. You feel drained. There's all sorts of things with that. So it's a factor that can play into the quality of people's lives. Here's another component I think that drives me crazy. First of all, too, it totally eats into any leisure time I could be having. Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that stress relief. But I think what also drives me crazy about her is she is selectively like me in certain areas. And she's that way when it comes to her job Mm -hmm. specifically. She works way too hard on that, too. And we both get into a place where it's almost like we don't have time for anything else. And that's always her excuse. Well, my job, my job, my job. And I always say, by the way, if you haven't noticed, my job is also kind of nuts. But there are some nights, like on a Friday, I might stay up all night trying to catch up on everything that I have to do Mm -hmm. and sleep most of Saturday. Because as I say to her, look, I'm a grown-up. I would like to say, ah, I'll put it off. But if I don't pay the bills, then what happens? Our Mm -hmm. credit rating gets affected and all of those things. That's part of the reason why I pay the bills. Because I know that if it were left up to her, Mm -hmm. the credit rating would start to slide. We would start getting calls from bill collectors. Mm -hmm. So I can't sometimes negotiate how it is that she can be so into her job Mm -hmm. and also her son. She's that way with those two things, but everything else suffers sometimes. Well, you actually mentioned one thing that she kind of knows, maybe not consciously, but that you're going to pick up certain things because that's your personality is that, okay, we're going to get this done and that done and this done. So she can kind of maybe step back a little bit on certain aspects that have So I'm enabling it. Or you're taking over. That's the other thing. Sometimes people take so much control that the other person just goes, okay, whatever, knock yourself out because they don't want to fight you on it. It's kind of like having a teenager. Can you go rake the yard? And then when he's done, you're like, well, I got to do it all over again. It gets to a point like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it myself. that is totally my life because I'm just like, it's not going to get done the way that I want it done. Exactly. Actually, I used to run workshops for women who had a hard time saying no or would always be jumping in and doing all these things. And I said, sometimes good enough is good enough. And if you want the help and you want a better quality of life, sometimes you have to have other people do certain things, take that off your plate, but know it's not going to be quote unquote up to your standard, but that it'll get done and you can take that off your plate. There is a compromise for all of these things. But yes, if you want it done to the perfection that you do it, then you're going to take it over. But what is the price in your life that you're paying for taking over and doing everything? There is definitely a price. And when I look at number two here on the Mm -hmm. hurry sickness list, you find it impossible to do just one task. at a time. You are a multitasker, yes. Because you work with me, you know this. I'm like the Tasmanian devil. There is not one second of my time here Mm -hmm. where I'm not running in and out of another room doing something sometimes for tomorrow. Clearing notifications off because God forbid you get more than one. Oh, I can't even stand to have things in my inbox. My phone is driving me crazy with the notifications. Listeners are contacting me and I'm just trying to swipe that away because I don't want to look at it because it does. It drives Mm -hmm. me nuts. There is no way way for me to do one thing at a time. But you've also conditioned yourself to do that because mm-hmm. you have in your mind the belief that you have to keep up with things to the extent that anything that comes in cannot wait. See, that's another thing that's on this list about the urgency. And this mm-hmm. is what I talk to clients about prioritizing. Not everything is urgent, Brian. I know you think it is, but the notifications on your phone are not urgent, sir. They're not. 
<laughs> but I know you feel like it is. Your brain is so conditioned to be like, I have to do this, 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 this. Every moment of my time has to be filled on this certain level. And this is a battle that I have with my wife as well, because mm-hmm. usually what happens is I'm getting all of these direct messages from people who listen. And yep. again, one of the things that I learned is they are essentially, in addition to being friends to some degree too, yeah. because I get to know them on right. socials and everything else, they're also customers. Mm-hmm. And at some point I have to get to them. And what I have learned, and one thing that I have conditioned myself not to do is respond immediately. Mm-hmm. And I have a policy where it's, if you message me, you're going to get at most one response a day. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll respond and then they're like me, they're like, here's another right, response. Yeah, exactly. And I could play that <laughs> game like, ah! all day. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wait a couple of days to get back to people. Mm-hmm. The ones who I know are really active in that way. But this is something my wife gets really upset about because at the end of the night, after I'm done doing all of the work that I have to do for the next day's radio show, she's like, what are you doing now? And I say, I'm getting back to people who listen and the other emails from family and friends that I have to get to that I've been ignoring all day because I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. And she starts to get mad at me for that. And I say, but here's the problem. If I leave these, let's say, 25 to 30 messages here today, you're assuming in your head that none are coming in tomorrow. No, mm-hmm. another 25 to 30 are coming in the next day. Right. So then, whenever I address it at that time, you're going to be yelling at me because it's going to take me twice as long. And this, Courtney, you're exactly right. It's the mania. And I hate it. I mm-hmm. hate it about myself. It's something that I really struggle with. I have made incremental progress, as we've discussed about right. a lot no, of things have, yeah. in the past, but mm-hmm. I still have a very long way mm-hmm. to go. And that can really make you like, ah, make you feel like your life is not your own mm-hmm. because totally. you're constantly feeling like you have to do for all these other people. But I like what you're saying. One of the things is to have that limit. You had to set limits and mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to get back. I have to change that expectation of getting back to people immediately. And actually you're teaching them what the expectation is, mm-hmm. which is, oh, Brian will get back to me. If I don't hear from him for a few hours, that's okay. Like by the end of the day, he may get back to me or tomorrow, whatever. I think that's a good thing because you're not setting up this unrealistic thing that Brian is 24 seven. You're getting bombarded. That wasn't Brian five years ago. Right. And you're on a radio show and you get bombarded. So I think remembering that and the progress you've made with that, you can apply that to another thing, Mm -hmm. you know, something else that's getting out of hand for you. But it's true. Not everything's urgent. But when people have this hurry sickness, they feel like it is and they have to keep up. One of the best things that somebody ever told me, and it's so simple, and I've mentioned this before, because I would get like that. I'd get into work and I love to be early for work and I like to leave late. By the Um, way, she's here before me every day. (laughs) I do love to be early to work. I like to have a clear head and kind of figure out and what she I'm stays doing. later. And that- oh God, I hope management isn't listening. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Actually, they see you on the late side. Uh, Brian, I'd like to talk to you, please. <laughs> hey, where's Muller? <laughs> Where'd he go? But at my other job, I would get into work. We start at 8.30, 9 o'clock, but I'd be there at like 7, quarter of 7. I like an early start, get a lot of stuff done before a ton of people are coming in and you get distracted and everything. But I remember staying there late and I remember somebody saying to me, there's always tomorrow, Courtney. There's always tomorrow. And I get what you're saying, Brian, because like you said, more things come in mm-hmm. tomorrow. But there's always tomorrow to say, okay, maybe I can put that off to tomorrow. If people are chronic procrastinators, then yes, it's an issue if you say, yeah, just do it tomorrow. But if you are chronically trying to stay on top of things constantly to the detriment of yourself of not taking lunch or not taking care of yourself or self-care and stuff like that, remember, tomorrow more stuff is going to come in. So you're not going to stop this. We're in life and we're living. So don't think there's ever just like an end and we cleared everything. No, there's more tomorrow. So just put 
that on the task for tomorrow. Another thing that you mentioned about getting in early so you won't get interrupted. It's number three on this list here. You get highly irritable when encountering a delay. And this right. is what I've always loved. And this is another problem about how I've been conditioned. I've either worked as a writer where I'm doing a lot of work by myself, so I'm not getting interrupted, mm-hmm. or I'm working these very early hours where there aren't a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. You know, we come rolling in here at about five in the morning, so we kind of have the run of the place to ourselves. As the day progresses and things start to slow down from our on-air responsibilities, and I start trying to prepare for the next day's show, as people come walking mm-hmm. in to talk to me about anything, I feel like I want to jump out of my skin right. because I always feel like this. I want to get this done so I can get on to the next thing. Yeah. And like for me, I want to get home and get into bed and take my nap as soon as possible mm-hmm. because I get up so early. But if I'm delayed even a little bit, I remember Howard Stern saying this in his most recent book, and I may have brought it up, where he said, if somebody schedules one thing, my day is so jam-packed, it screws up not only maybe the rest of today, but maybe some of tomorrow, mm. too. And that's the kind of life that I feel like I'm leading. Right. If I get that one interruption. Do you remember when Steve Harvey, there was this story about how he works on seven, eight different shows, and people were constantly coming up to him and interrupting him and trying to get some time, and he had this mandate go out. There was a copy of some paperwork. Unless you have something scheduled, do not talk to him. And they were trying to make him like he was some kind of prima donna. And oh. I was like, oh, my God, I get that so <laughs> much. Like, good for him for doing this. Because if you are a public figure at all, there are so many things that Mm. people want from you. And I can appreciate that. And I try to help as many people as I can. But it gets to a point where it just gets out of control. Brian would like to send that memo. (laughs) Don't (laughs) bother me between these times. White out Steve Harvey. Put in Mueller. (laughs) Go tell Courtney your business if you want. She'll let me know during the allotted hours. (laughs) This is hilarious because we had to do something earlier this week after work. And there were some issues with it. And so you texted me at night. And you even said the caveat, I know you hate to talk on the phone, but can I please call you? I'm so very sorry to do this to you, but you I You know what text. my limits and yeah. my boundaries are, but exactly. yeah, that's exactly. And sometimes I feel like I throw those signals out and people are just like, nah, not for me. And I am glad that you have that, but I also have a thing of, I cannot stand going back and forth a million times over text. text or email when you can just have a five minute phone mm-hmm. call and get it all out there. So I was like, I have to weigh my priority over Brian's right now and I'm giving him a phone call. Most of the time I'm I'm like, and I'm trying to prep tomorrow's show, and now I gotta talk to Carl. I gotta call. Bedard's bothering me now. But yeah, and it's appreciating and respecting that and knowing that what the boundaries are with Mm -hmm. people. But you have to have some flexibility. You don't have to. Let me reframe that. You don't have to have flexibility in life. But if you don't have flexibility, you're gonna be rigid and it's going to be very difficult for you to manage things because you just never know when people are gonna come at you and different things are gonna happen. And also, good stuff happens in life when we're spontaneous, Brian. Sometimes a good thing will come through the door or a conversation. Mm -hmm. or a laugh or something that if we're so focused on, I have to do this task, I have to do this task, remember, the things we do most in life make up our life. When we look back on our life, this is our life. The really fun things that we think about are not, oh my God, I got everything done that day and I cleared everything. And that's not what we think about at the end of life. We think about all the fun, spontaneous things. We think about- All the time know, I spent in my wife's scope. <laughs> <laughs> Hounding 
my wife was so fun. I loved that daily. <laughs> no. She clearly enjoyed it as well. <laughs> but I think we have to remember that. I love this article, too, because they talk about getting support from people, asking for support, giving yourself some time to think, having some self-care. Give yourself a relaxation ritual at night. And I know you're getting better at that, too, because you're getting yourself into bed earlier. earlier yep. Reruns invited. <laughs> so, the Beagle, yes. <laughs> the Beagle's coming in. Not rerun from what's happening. <laughs> Although he is invited. Yeah, yeah, no, he's invited. He's, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know how much room we have for him, but he's invited. <laughs> Come on in. Rerun the Beagle reference. might be put off, yeah. but these are the things to really think about. And I think a lot of people have this where we're just go, 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 go. And I don't mean always praised in the way of like, oh, you're doing a great job. But I think we feel it. We praise ourselves, our self-esteem, because look at all that that I got done and I handled it and I managed it. But we're missing out on other things. Take those moments to just be in life. If you're rushing through it, you're actually rushing through life. This is your life right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is doing those tasks over here and doing the podcast. So sometimes I stop and I say, just be in your life right now. Just be in the moment and not cross it off off a list. This is what it is. We have to remember that too. I would like to think, and I think you would be better suited and equipped to answer this question than just about anybody else because you deal with clients on a daily basis. That when the pandemic came, mm-hmm. it gave everyone this opportunity to slow down and take yeah. a look around and mm-hmm. hit the reset button. Are you seeing less of this since the lockdown and the quarantine? Are people less go, go, go? Or is it going the other way where they feel like they're not doing enough because they've been forced into this situation and it's intensifying? Right. I definitely did see people when they were able to slow down. I think there's some anxiety about ramping things up too, getting back out there and kind of getting back to normalcy. So I've kind of seen both. It's really interesting how before when everything slowed down, we could really see what was important and clear away some of the things that maybe we were worried about before, but Mm -hmm. we really started to get a better perspective on things. So I'm hoping that we carry that through. And I talk to people about that, going back to meaning and purpose and all of these things, rather than just task, task, tasks. I listened to a motivational speaker at an event that I just did the other night. She was talking about, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, it's like your cattle. She's like, you're not living your Mm -hmm. life fully and feeling the rat race, the rat race. You feel like you're just stuck, stuck, stuck. Now routine can be good and it can be comforting, but if we're feeling like you were saying, just kind of checking off a list. And I feel like that sometimes before I go to bed, all right, I need to just read for 10 minutes so I can feel like something in my day was mine, you know, and I'm forcing my eyes to stay open. Well, I read for 10 minutes, but I think it's important to remember that what's important to us that helps us to ground ourselves. And I think through this pandemic, that's one thing that we did learn to get back to that. Well, look, I'd love to talk about this for another 10 minutes, but daddy's got shit to do. <laughs> I got a list of mile yeah, long. I got a list of mile long. And now so. I saw this chat and I got 25 more notifications I got to clear. Yeah. Well, this was a very cathartic conversation. Yeah. I think a very productive one. And one of the things that I will give myself credit, when there is something wrong with me, I have a lot of self-awareness about it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I know how to get out of it completely. Yeah. But I hope that that serves as an example to other people that this is a marathon yeah. and you make incremental progress. Mm-hmm. The first step, as with anything, is admitting that you have the problem. Mm-hmm. And if you have an awareness of the problem, then you can start going from there. And if you can't do it by yourself, this is why we do this podcast. Right. That's when you get in on therapy and hope that somebody can hold your hand and help you on that journey. Exactly. That and one set thing. of footprints in the sand, Courtney, <laughs> and they're yours. And boy, is Tubby weighing you down on that beach. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about my big feet because my husband always does. <laughs> Your bows are the clown feet now. Yeah. I, I would like, never oh, say wow, that. This is some big feet, girl. <laughs> the thing is, too, and like I said, I want to give you credit, but it is about stopping and mm-hmm. noticing. 
When you start to feel really amped up, take a few breaths and be like, this anxiety, this is not who you are, Brian. That is not the essence of who you are. That is not you. It's pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like the essence of who you are. But no, you are bigger than that. You can observe that. You can notice that it's trying to take over and what it's trying to do. But enough about my husky pants. (laughs) And you can try to say, okay, let's slow it down. Let's take a different turn. Let's do some distraction. Let's notice it. So we can work with that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. This is where it can be really helpful to meet with a therapist so you can get some tools and some coping and just get it out and process and realize what's the cost of some of these behaviors and how you can change and shift. Now I've got to go home and edit this podcast and put it up on the internet. Oh, oh Carla's going to hear list. me. You're in trouble. <laughs> i got laundry to do. <laughs> get on her oh, about her crap. think she didn't do stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, she's going to have to feed up when you get home well, you and be what? like... How about you spend the weekend with her and then we do a follow-up <laughs> podcast next week and see how you feel about everything. <laughs> Well, Courtney, again, thank you so much for all of these insights. And if people need more advice, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can email me, wellness at wctk.com. And feel free to come to our website, catcountry.com, Wellness Wednesday page. Lots of great resources. If you email me, you get one reply a day. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> it'll take a couple days, Maybe but that's even less than that. You can check us out on social media at Cat Country Mornings in a number of spots. Also, individual pages, Brian Mulhern, Courtney Kelly, and Courtney Kelly Bedard. We recommend that you listen to us on Spotify. We've been having a little issue with Apple Podcasts. I'm going to see if I can't take care of that. And Lipson, I think we're on. Lipson, we're on yeah. as well. Oh, God, more stuff for my list, Courtney. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. I learned nothing. I do have a little fun adding to your list, Brian. We're going to have to find something else for next week because I'm just overwhelmed over here. Thanks for coping with us on the couch, kind of, sort of, for yours truly this week. And we'll see you next week. I'm